Since you enjoy this show, I thought I'd throw out there another podcast you might like. It's a show about the intersection of design, technology, and the creative process. It's the Design Better podcast. And in each episode, hosts Eli Woolery and Aaron Walter bring you conversations with inspiring creative thinkers like John Cleese and David Sedaris, people who bring design and technology together like Tony Fadal, co-inventor of the iPhone and the iPod. So far, some standout episodes for me have been when they talk to John Cleese of Monty Python about creativity. That is one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite people. Then also one of my favorite musicians, Tycho, about his creative process. And they talk with Seth Godin about how creativity is an act of generosity. I've always been fascinated by design, the creativity behind it, the implementation of it, both to improve our lives from a functionality and user interface standpoint, also from an artful bringing beauty into the world approach. So whether you're a design curious person like me or a design pro, Design Better is a great listen that inspires and informs. Subscribe to the Design Better podcast at designbetterpodcast.com or in your favorite podcast app like the one you're using right now. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I am your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This week I'm talking with Dave Delaney, who has been a great supporter of this show. In fact, always sharing it, always letting people know the goodness and greatness he's learned from the show. And so I thought it was about time for him to be back on the show and share a lot of his productivity tips. So... We delve into the calendar, his killer calendar, in fact, working from home, working when, from home, especially when things come up like sick kids or snow days from school, things like that. It's a fun conversation I am glad to have had with Dave, and I always enjoy seeing him in person. In fact, I'm kind of sad I'm not going to see him at our annual craft content event that we go to. But you can hear us talk about that event a little bit, and I hope if you're near the Nashville area that you go in my place because I'm going to miss it, and I'm, I'm kind of sad. But I hope you go. Anyway, before we get into that conversation, I want to remind you and also say thank you to Nosby. Nosby is my tool and the tool that more than 300,000 other busy people just like me, just like you, and even their teams use all around the world to get their tasks done, then thus their projects done, to get their work done. Nosby's cross-platform, it's on desktop, it's on mobile web, it's on native apps for Mac, Windows, Linux, Android, iPad, iPhone, Apple Watch. I think that's all of them. <laughs> There's probably some other thing I'm not thinking of. So you have no reason not to have your task list with you everywhere you go to be able to get your stuff done. Nosby's on everything, so you have no excuse not to have access to capturing and deciding and executing on the go at your workspace normally, anywhere, anytime. You can be more productive because of Nosby. It's what I'm using. It's, in fact, what I'm using to create my morning routine. Again, last episode, I offered up the option that if you want to get a copy of my Nosby template for my morning routine, and I am building onto that with my evening routine and a few other things. 
that if you want that, you can go to the show notes for this episode and you can pick that up. But more importantly, Nosby is being extremely gracious and extremely helpful and offering listeners of Beyond the To-Do List a 30-day free pro Nosby trial. And what that means is that you have full access to all the bells and whistles, including an account for a second person. That's right. It's like getting two accounts in one for that free trial. And I know you're going to love it. One of the biggest things when it comes to productivity is accountability. And that's what this allows you to do. So to get that deal, all you need to do is go to nosby.com slash to do. That's N-O-Z-B-E dot com slash T-O-D-O. Once you've done that, hit me up. Let me know. I will give you my link to my Nosby template of my morning routine and a few other ones, bonus ones. So I've already had a couple people take me up on that. I've been thrilled to give that away. Anyway, to grab that deal, again, it's N-O-Z-B-E dot com slash T-O-D-O. And now let's get into the conversation with Dave. All right. Welcome back to the show. This week, it's my privilege to welcome back Dave Delaney for the, well, second slash third time. <laughs> Dave, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. So first time you were here, we talked all about networking and preparing for going to a conference. And that conference in particular was PodCamp Nashville, I believe 2012 or 2013, actually. And that's a great episode. Still stands. All the stuff in there, all the advice, everything. I'll put the link to that in the show notes. But then we recorded another episode, which then technical difficulties sprung up, like never happens for podcasters. And (laughs) so this is a redo, but it's going to be even better this time around. Bigger and better. Yes. Huge audio. Yes. So I know you from that. Like that's how I met you. I think I I met you kind of online from the, the internet space. It was all about, you know, Pod Camp Nashville, mm-hmm. which, you know, fortunately has been well, that that name is is now done, I guess. Um has been for years. Jeez, it's been that long. Um I yeah. think twenty fourteen. Twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was 20, I think it was thirteen. It was thirteen. 13 that probably. was the last one, actually. Yeah, uh, because so, the following yeah. year. So they rebranded it. Anyway, did you yes. were you were part of creating that, weren't you? The original yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you, you're still involved with what they've morphed into, which is craft content. Um, somewhat, but I, 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 I wouldn't take any any credit whatsoever yeah, okay. for what it is right. now. But I mean, I'll provide insight and kind of give them a little bit of guidance here and there, and openly, freely drink beer with their organizers, <laughs> yes. uh, Carla Swank and Chuck Bryant, and yes. a great other group of people. But so the way it worked is that when I moved to Nashville from Toronto originally back in uh, January 07, I didn't know anybody. And I met uh, Marcus Whitney, who's a good friend and gone on to do great things as well. And so Marcus and I became fast friends. And actually, the first day we met over coffee, we concocted doing the first bar camp in Nashville. And, and the difference between bar camp and pod camp really is bar camp is more about technology and more general, but also a little more geeky, mm-hmm. um, more about hardware, software, that kind of thing. And even though we sort of rolled with it in more of um, like we had Mitch Joel come and speak. And, oh, yeah. And we, we actually did bring in a couple speakers, Mitch and Penelope Trunk um, okay. also spoke. And yeah, so we had we had them come in to speak 
because and we so we kind of broke the rules really of, of how a bar camp is supposed to go because <laughs> you're not supposed to have keynote speakers, but yet yeah, that's what we did. Um, because we knew it would be a way to make it much more of a bigger deal and easier and more of a draw for Nashville's technology and marketing community, really more technology community. And so it was a big success. And so then um, PodCamp Boston happened. And I know Chris Penn and Chris Brogan and those guys. And I've been in, you know, I've been podcasting on and off since 2005. And so I really wanted to do a pod camp in Nashville. And so Marcus jumped on that one and, and, uh, Kelly Stewart and a couple other friends. And so we, we launched pod camp Nashville in, I think it was August 2008. And we had, um, CC Chapman come and speak and yeah. Joseph Jaffe come and speak who are both friends. And, and, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a big success. And so the, the whole idea of, of running an, uh, an unconference in our minds anyways at the time was to do it and then pass the torch each year to new organizers and stay on to advise and, and assist where needed. But for the most part, really hand off the event to the next group of people to let them mold it however they chose. The challenges with PodCamp and PodCamp Toronto is experiencing this now because they just had their event. And I think their numbers were down on attendees. And not to, not because of the quality or the content or anything like that. I think part of the reason, part of the the, the trickiness with running a free conference, free unconference, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, is people RSVP or even an event, people uh, RSVP and then they don't show up because it's easy to show yeah. to RSVP to something free, but then you're not on the hook for anything. And the the morning you wake up with a hangover and you're like, yeah, I'm not gonna go, and that's that. Part of the discussion of rebranding PodCamp, the question of what is PodCamp still comes up. And so craft content was born and it evolved into craft content. Yeah. And and that was back in... I think it's two years. Tw- yeah, they've done it two years now. And mm-hmm. this year is the third year. So 14, 15, 2014, 15, 16. And unfortunately, Carla, uh, she asked me if I wanted to speak and, mm-hmm. and I just can't make it. And I've been at the last two and, and actually been on panels and spoken with you, actually, talking about That's podcasting. Right, yeah. It's been a blast. It's been – Yeah. So I guess shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Craft content in mm-hmm. Nashville. It's in April. Uh, this show will be out before then. So if you're looking for a really tight-knit, really great group of people to get tied into with social media, any, any type of online content creation and – uh, integration into many different things. Like that's the thing you got to go check out if you're anywhere near Nashville. Trust me, it's an hour, two hour drive, even a little bit more than that. Heck, I heck, I've been driving five and a half, so it's yeah. well worth jo- joining. You know, joining up with everybody. It is, and it's yeah, it's April 9th. and it yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely I think it's craftcontentnashville.com or dot org. There you go. So people can check that out. But it's yeah, it's it's really worth coming to if you're in the southeast. Definitely, you should be here. Yeah, definitely. So that's how I know you. Like that's how we met. But as as time has gone on, like I've followed you, and you've been doing a lot of productivity stuff intermixed mm. with what I always think I always think of you as like the networking guy, but. Mm. You do a lot more than that, and I don't know that – maybe I don't give you enough credit. I guess that's what it is, so I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you've been doing a lot of cool stuff. You've had a couple of different articles where that have come out recently and a couple of different just, I don't know, life things, just yeah. circumstances, seasons, I guess is probably the best way to put it. Like So, for example, you've been working on your company, Future Forth. 
you've been working from in and out of your home at different times and mm-hmm. just a lot of different combinations of stuff that I'd like to kind of walk through. So yeah, first and foremost, I know that you've been working on something in terms of you've been calling it the killer calendar. Right. So let's talk about this thing because it blew up when I shared it on Twitter. People loved it. Yeah. And thank you for that. What it is, it's a calendar. Well, it's based on um, Michael Hyatt has uh, a similar concept, a similar calendar called um, My Ideal Week. And so I stole his idea. And (laughs) (laughs) you killed his idea. I killed his idea. Yeah. No. And I call it my killer calendar. The way I do it, it's a little different than the way he does it. But the idea is to map out your week, like any given week. Now, things change, of course, but map out your week, block out the times on a calendar. I use Gmail's uh, calendar or Google Calendar, GCal, um, but you can use any you know calendar software that you use. Make a calendar and then block out the different times that you should be doing things. So maybe it's one hour in the morning. It doesn't have to be specific, but it can be one hour exercise, one hour read, three hours work on client work, one hour do business development, et cetera. Map that out through the week. And then what you do is you put that on your calendar. And like in Google calendars, if you use GCal, you know you can turn a calendar on and off um, with a, you know just a click of the mouse. Right. So what I do is I have my regular calendar. Actually, I have multiple calendars. But I have, let's say, for sake of argument, I have my, my main calendar for work that is specific, you know, meetings, names, all that stuff, um, speaking engagements, all that good stuff. But then I have the ideal calendar. So I turn on the ideal calendar when I'm booking things to put them into the spots that they should go. And if there's no space available in like, let's say next week for casual coffees, then I'm not going to book a coffee that week. I'm going to say, hey, we'll have to do a coffee next week or three weeks from now or whenever when I have the time. Because what I found was I was booking all these different things that were taking up so much of my time that it was taken away from me building my business and finding new clients. And at the end of the day, I need to work. (laughs) Right. We all do. Yes. So I call it my killer calendar. It's available on my personal blog at davedelaney.me. It's right at the bottom. You can download it. It's got the instructions, you know, exactly how to use it, but it's free to download and check out. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, and I, I want to stress this. It's not a to-do list. It's not like no. you're throwing in there the even you know, recurring tasks. Even though I think in the examples you give, you are doing that. You are putting in recurring tasks. Right. But yeah, no, definitely. It's yeah. different from a to-do list in the fact that these are hard, fast things that you want to make sure are calendared so that they get done 
mm-hmm. in a way that it it builds what momentum and or habit. Liter, liter, yeah habit and literal building like yeah. uh, well not literal building like me- <laughs> li- literal metaphorical building like you're dropping <laughs> right. a brick down every day on that project or that you know like reading or uh, yeah. blogging, et cetera. Like you're putting the time in so that you can't avoid it. In other words, that's right. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of times things go on the back burner that we know we should be doing and I'm still guilty of it too. I think we all are, but there are things that you need to be doing every day. Exercise. We need to have, be exercising every day. But if you have a really busy day, you're like, well, I'm just not going to be able to go for that walk or the run or whatever, because I've got too much to do. And without having that walk or exercise, there on the calendar, then you just forget about it. But yeah. if you have it on your calendar, you can say, oh gosh, really sh- tomorrow morning, that is exercise time. I really need to be focused on that. And I can just do the client work yeah. when that is allocated on the calendar. And I have my killer calendar taped to my wall um, right above my desk. So I'm glancing at it all day. So when I'm talking to someone on the phone or whatever, and they say, hey, you know, when can you meet? I can look and say, well, Tuesdays at three to four is my best time for coffee if you want to do that or whatever it is. Yeah. So ultimately, it's like setting up appointments with yourself, although those could be with other t- people too. Stand, yeah, no. Standing appointments. But it's it's yeah, blocking it that time out in advance so that when you go to look how free you are when other yeah. things come up or things get busy, you can mm-hmm. see where the gaps are and you don't lose the most important stuff. Right. Or secondary important stuff even. Like that's that's the stuff that really like like we don't forget to like pay our bills, but we do forget to go exercise. You know what I mean? So it's like Yeah. The the secondary priorities are almost the ones that we forget. So Yeah, and it could be and if you do forget your bills, you know, you could have like a like a half hour <laughs> yes. Friday morning household duties block or whatever it is, you know. <laughs> Hopefully you're not forgetting to pay your no, bills. No, but no. yeah. And the same goes for personal stuff too, like beyond exercise, but family time in the evening and, and things like that. So, and on the weekends, of course. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I, I think for, for seasons changing, you know, you're going to, at times, you're going to adapt that killer calendar. Like say, okay, this season coming up, there's a new project and I need to be working on it daily and I need to, or maybe not daily, maybe weekly, but whatever. Consistency is probably the key I'm going for here. And that's where you would set that up. That's where you would do that so that you can move forward and make those changes or create or, you know, in other words, get the right work done and maybe decide, okay, all right, I'm going to make time by pulling this thing out or something mm-hmm. along those lines. So it's, in other words, adaptability, which is, is one of the hardest things to do. Outside of this calendar, what other things are you using? I know that you use like Sunrise and Calendly. Yep. Uh, to manage your time and, ca- and that intersection with your calendar. How are you using that with this? With this, what I'm doing is, I mean, I can look and see. So if you use Sunrise, which is a, a, a which wonderful scheduling app. We probably app, should tell people that's going away. or being Is integ- it going away? It's Microsoft owns it, and it's kind yes. of being integrated into Outlook. That's probably the best way to put it. Okay, I, so, I wasn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's really a shame. It's, um, I know Microsoft own it or they acquired it, I should say, yes. but I wasn't aware that they're, yeah, uh, they're, they're integrating sunrise into outlook and in unknown ways that we don't know yet. Well, you know, to that point though, the, I find the best email um, now I'm on uh, iPhone, um, but the best iOS email app I have found is outlook. So that is, that is a good one. 
Yeah. So if they are adding that, integrating that into the Outlook app, then that's fine with me. And hopefully it would be logical for them to do that. So let's, let's hope they do that. But at any rate, yeah. So Sunrise allows me to schedule time on the fly. I can just look in the calendar. It adds a keyboard. It's like a secret keyboard to your iPhone. And the keyboard actually has, rather than letters and numbers, it has um, your calendar in front of you. And so you can allocate certain times to certain things and you can see your calendar too. So you can see the, you know, your killer calendar and you can see the times that you have available or allocated for specific things. And then what you do is you select like 30 minutes or 60 minutes or what have you, you set it to how long the the duration of the meeting. So let's say 60 minutes and then you click in the calendar with your finger, you touch several blocks of time when you're available over a week or month or whatever. And then that creates a single link and adds it to the email where then the recipient clicks on that link, sees your available times and clicks the time and then Sunrise does the rest and then it's on your calendar. So it's great. And that's that's how I use it. I mean, Calendly is another service. It's a little different. It, it finds times based on open available times on your calendar. So let's say I have a block, an hour available every Wednesday from one to two. If I give somebody my Calendly link, which is a single same link all the time, then they can click that any time of the year and see when I'm available, those allocated times. So Sunrise, there's a little more heavy lifting involved because you're actually selecting several times for them to choose from. And if they don't choose something and those dates pass, then that link won't be active anymore. Or those There won't be any times available where Calendly is more consistent. You can use that link throughout the year. And that's yeah. what I use with, like I have monthly calls with all of my clients. I do digital marketing and uh, and social media is a big part of that, of course. So I work with my clients and through the month, so they can just select, they can click the link and select a time on a specific Calendly link that I use with my clients only, and they can choose the time that works for them. Well, and that's the key piece right there, I think, with some of these tools is not sending them to a an automated, here, pick your time, here's when I'm available. I'm too important that you need to go check, pick, you know what I right. mean? Like offering yeah. the, like the, the sunrise one, the, the benefit there was being able to say, Hey, here's two or three times. I know I have pick one. Right. Versus, exactly. You know, yeah. work through my digital assistant. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, there's nothing. Yeah. That, that just sucks, especially depending on who you're, you're talking to. I mean, you know, if it's a guest you really want for your podcast, who's, you know, right. well author or something like that or whoever it is, Sending them one of those wonky links is just going to annoy them, and they won't do anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, and same with clients. You know, I want it to make I want I make it as easy as possible for my clients, and and always with the caveat that if a time isn't available that that works for them, then I'm going to make a time that works for them, and and that means the killer calendar may go out the window, so I can make sure that I schedule a client in because obviously they're they're the most important after my family. Totally. Yeah. Well, having that flexibility. Um, and again, having kind of that structure in place from mm-hmm. the killer calendar is still going to give you 75 to 90% more intention yeah, uh, and action follow through that, you know, it's like, okay, well, I can afford to move something around here because <laughs> something more important's come up. But at least right. you then have the, t- you have the tool in front of you then to be able to intelligently make that choice. That's right. And it's the same thing with goals, right? Like setting goals. I mean, if you don't have any right. goals set, then you're not going to reach anything yeah. or you're not going to know when you get there or surpass it or not reach it. So it's the same thing. Just having these in front of you will help you kind of stay focused. 
Totally. So that's the other thing is we touched on this just a second ago is with in terms of structure and you know making plans, but then mm-hmm. being flexible enough to uh, adapt with the changes. You guys have had a ton of snow unseasonably or, or uncharacteristically large amounts of snow for Nashville. Yeah. And <laughs> it was you, just snowing a second ago, actually. Oh, geez. Well, it, it is snowing <laughs> here, too. So that's, you know, right. and, and I'm about five hours north of you near Indianapolis. And right. we avoided it. Yes. I mean, this morning, I assumed there was going to be a two hour delay or something. Nothing, nothing, no, nothing. Mm. And I know how those days can go when you're planning on the kids not being around, but then suddenly they do. And especially <laughs> yeah. if you have calls like you and I do right now, like, not having them around is important. Yes. So what have been some of the things that you've done and maybe other parents who work from home at least part of the time, what have you done? You've been, I mean, part of it is you just say, okay, well, here's what I absolutely have to do for work. And here's where I can blow, here's stuff I can blow off. Right. Yeah. For me, I mean, if it's a snow day and my kids are all here or like my two kids are here, I know it's going to, and like there's actually snow on the ground, snow days in Tennessee. I don't know. Sometimes it's flurries and, and it's a snow day, um, but that's a different story. And that's the Canadian in me <laughs> coming uh, out. Totally, totally. Um, coming from New York, I, I hear you. Yeah. What? Are yeah, you serious? Yeah. Originally um, New York state right off, right from Rochester. That's right. That's right. Right over the, over the, across the, across the pond yes. from Toronto. Yeah. So if it's something like that, then the thing is, first of all, I mean, I have a great relationship with my clients and and a very honest relationship with them. I treat them like friends. I mean, professional friends. I make sure, you know, the work gets done and all that. (laughs) But I have a very good relationship with my clients. And so I tell them straight up. I mean, you know, many of them are in Nashville, not all of them, but if they are in Nashville, they're already taking a snow day and they get it. Many of them have kids. So, you know, they understand. I, you know, I do have, uh, times and I've actually had, (laughs) I remember one time I had a, I was doing most of the, my client calls are over the phone or, you know, an audio. Um, but I was doing a video Skype call with a client and I told my my son was homesick and I told him, you know, he, he wasn't like deathly sick, but he, he woke up with a fever and then the fever broke and he was okay, but he was, you know, just had a, a, a virus, had a bug. And so I'm talking to the client and then I see on the monitor this like boy up here and start walking back and forth behind me. And I'm like, oh, God. And then the client's just, I mean, she's great. She was just laughing her head off. And I'm like, Sam, uh, can you hold for one second, please? And I'm like, buddy, I told you it's only going to be an hour. Here's the TV remote. Please watch something. Uh, so, you know, it happens. But, yeah, I mean, that's the that's one of the things about working from home, right? So yeah, most of the time, I mean, if it's, if it's, you know, we're in a blizzard and with eight inches of snow, which happened, uh, recently, then, you know, that's just the deal. And so we just have to deal with it. So, yeah, you, you telling that story just reminded me of this commercial I saw on Facebook that my, my wife tagged me in and I didn't get it at first. And then I got it. it. It was, it had to do with, uh, guys sitting in his office at home and he's, he's on a, a call like a video call. And so his daughter, and it's a Hershey's commercial, takes Mm. a really long time for them to get to the end point of this commercial. But she goes out to this like printer store after taking a picture of him and gets a cardboard stand up of him and sits it there instead of him so that he, she can go, she can have him go into the kitchen and make s'mores there. And it's all for Hershey's. And and it was, (laughs) it, it gave off this, aw, she misses her dad, but it also gave off this, Man, he's a workaholic, and he's not spending any time with his kids. And yeah, he needs like, to hire. They're desperate, and 
Right. It's so <laughs> funny. Like it was very mixed message, but it was interesting. So, yeah, they need like the Harry Chapin song in the background. That would just seal the deal there. Yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> Some of the other things that I too work from home and yeah. it can be a mixed bag. Like there are so many pros and cons to it. Like for example, just being home and having some of the comforts of home readily available. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That makes it very dangerous. I wrote a blog post at davedelaney.me on that blog. Um, I wrote a blog post called six must know tips about working from home and it became like it blew up. It was, it, yeah. it, it was crazy how much traffic that blog post continues to draw. But yeah, so the tips I'm just got it in front of me. The six, the six tips are, um, well, the first one is your couch is dangerous, it um, is. which it really means is. just avoid it. Like don't even sit on it. Cause I've had, and I wrote like, I wrote that Ella was homesick, my daughter. And so, but she's pretty low maintenance when she's sick. Cause she's a girl. Boys are big sucks. Cause that's the way we are. Men, men are also big sucks. You know, you know, I am too. Um, but anyway, so she was watching TV on the couch and I'm sitting on the couch next to her, but I've got my laptop open. I'm working on my computer. And then she was home a couple of days. And then when she went back to school, I found that I sat down on the couch in the morning and started working from the couch. And like for a while I was working from the couch. I'm like, this is not a good situation. This is terrible for my back, first of all. And just productivity went out the window. Yeah. These are the tips I wrote. Your couch is dangerous. Uh, schedule time each day to use social media to connect with people, but schedule time. Don't do it throughout the entire yeah. day. Yeah. But the the purpose there though is use social media because if you're working by yourself, at least it's a way that you can interact with people during the day. Even though it's not in person, it's still, you know, at least you're interacting with folks. Beware of the kitchen. Your kitchen equals lost time and gained weight. We all know. Uh stretch, take stretch breaks. The good thing about this is you can take stretch breaks that are like really awkward stretches that you would never do in an office environment, but you can completely <laughs> go all downward dog if you choose and no one's going to know. Uh, find prof a professional's lunch or breakfast group you can or start your own. Uh, so just find like a little networking group and then reward yourself when you, you, know, when you hit the goals. Because I find, and you probably do too, if you work from home or if you work for yourself, you end up working way more hours than you would if you're working for someone else or in a, and you know, and so I think it's really important to, uh, to reward yourself from time to time. Yeah. The lines can get blurred pretty easily there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It, so right now I'm talking to you from my garage. It's, it, mm. and it's actually the upstairs of my garage. And so what's nice about that is the kitchen is in an entirely other building. So I have to actually get up and well, I'm also standing at a desk here, not sitting. Um, right. <laughs> so I'm doing a lot of the like standing, stretching, not in my kitchen, not at my couch, you know, so I loved this article because it was so many of the different things that I had to learn the hard way when I started working from home. Right. And so you, you, you really need to check this article out. Um, and I'll have it in the show notes. Yeah, like the Mark Marin thing, working from your garage. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah it's like That's an upstairs. Excellent. It's kind of like an upstairs, almost podcast studio, if you will. That's great. That's so, excellent. Uh, number five, though, on there, finding professionals to have lunch mm -hmm. or breakfast with. One of the things that I've done, and I want to ask you about this a little bit, is I actually have a standing kind of appointment on on Mondays. Uh, is my coffee shop day, and uh, a friend of mine who is a remote worker for somewhere else, he and I both go there to a one coffee shop that's got great Wi-Fi and a lot of different locations and setups and things. And and we will go and we will camp out and have our mm -hmm. little section for the day. And it's always nice to be able to say, you know, one thing is like 
being able to even it's like a co-working <laughs> date if you will right sure and 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 that really it's funny because it then instead of standing here or being home alone all day you're out mm. and about and the atmosphere changes and if you have a set kind of idea of what it is you're wanting to get done that day or have right. to do it really helps so yeah no i agree i agree completely i think the benefit of a co-working sort of environment is that you're meeting people that you wouldn't normally meet you wouldn't normally right Good to know. So it's kind of like working in an office environment in that sense. Yeah. But even going, as you said, like going and just working with some friends from like a co-working space um, or a coffee shop or what have you makes a lot of sense. Just with the caveat that you have to, I've worked at enough restaurants in my day and bars and stuff that, I mean, before that was actually before the internet. So, but now the whole like freeloading thing is a real problem for restaurants. So you gotta, so I have like this oath to myself that I'll buy something every Really, realistically, every about ninety minutes, I'll buy something else. But yeah, because my my favorite coffee shop in Nashville just did some major renovations, and one of the things they did was cover all the outlets. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> which is a <laughs> they might as well have, <laughs> they might as well have had on the covers like a big middle finger image or something like that, like a little you know because it's pretty much that's what it tells you like yeah. you know, get the hell out. Although that does <laughs> although that does remind me that uh, I went one of the days a couple weeks ago and had uh, the wrong power charger in my bag. And so suddenly oh. it was like, oh, you know what? Now I need to absolutely prioritize what it is I'm going to get done because I'm not going to drive all the way home to get that. I'm going to stay yeah. here. And Well, so. yeah. And I had a my MacBook Pro is now or MacBook Air rather is now three years old. And it seems that every MacBook Air at three years, the battery starts to die. And so my battery was really bad. Like it, it would last like 20 minutes unplugged, but I kept procrastinating going to the Apple store just cause it was just, it would take time out of my day that I needed to be doing other things. But yeah. And I finally went to that coffee shop and went to go work on my computer. And of course there was no power outlet and oh. you know, <laughs> the rest is history. So finally I was like, all right, I'll buy the damn battery. Yeah. Let's tie in networking a little bit here because one yeah. of the things that my friend and I also do is then we go and we observe the never eat alone because we actually mm -hmm. go and have lunch and then we talk for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes to an hour. We let it flex there because, you know, mm -hmm. hey, we have our own time frame, time frame to work with. But right. how would you suggest remote workers or even people locally kind of try and st stress that quote unquote rule? It's not really a rule, but – it's definitely a benefit if you try to make that happen. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I think finding the time to, yeah, just to chow down with people. Um, I wrote a blog post a while back about that, about kind of a regret I had in, in a job that I, I worked where every day for lunch, I would just hide in my car <laughs> I mean, and, and go and, or go to our local restaurant or whatever. And I'd go and write, I would write and read during that time, which is fine, but I just did it a little too much when I really should have been going out of my way at least. And I understand I had some pushback on it. It was interesting for people saying, you know, unplugging or keeping away, getting away from your coworkers is actually a positive thing um, during your yeah. lunch break, which is true. But I, I meant like, you know, doing it all the time is probably not a good thing either. So, yeah, I think finding if you can't already organize your own thing, then just finding something, some local group that might have lunchtime meetups. I mean, meetup.com obviously is a good place to find stuff like that. Eventbrite, search your zip code, Facebook events, also another good source of local events. And then like your chamber of commerce and places like that often have kind of lunchtime or chapters of things like, you know, uh, the American Marketing Association or depending on what your space is. 
often have these. But then the other thing you can do is organize your own, and that's what I did with Geek Breakfast and uh, Nash Cocktail as well. Yeah. One of the things that kind of stems out from all of the human interaction, intentional human interaction, is increased productivity. And you wouldn't think that. You would think, oh, and and hear me out. I'm not saying it's a waste of time to spend time with other human beings. What (laughs) what I'm getting at here, though, is that there are breakthroughs and collaborative efforts that come out of interacting with people. And we often overlook that. We, We look at my task list, my calendar, my family stuff that I have to do. We don't think about spending intentional time with other people and the benefits that come from that. Well, yeah. And that really comes down to networking, right? I mean, it's all about, and that's the thing about networking is it's about finding ways to help other people all the time. And, and I mean, not all the time, like a saint, like, you know, cause you need to eat <laughs> obviously, but finding time to, to connect with, you know, like-minded people, people that work in a similar, in your similar industry, or perhaps are connected to industries you want to be part of. But, you know, networking with those people and then and providing them with with value. And, and that is so, so important. I mean, that's a big thing I try to do every day. I don't do it every day, but I try to do it every day where I try to introduce two people I know every day um, with their consent, of course. So like I'll reach out to in each individually and say, hey, would you like to meet this person? I think they'd be a good fit. And they would usually say yes. And so but that's a good that's a good thing to do. Just yeah, um, a, a friend of mine just launched a new website. And I noticed an opportunity he had missed, a marketing sort of opportunity he had missed in the way that he executed his email newsletter. And uh, so I just emailed him and said, hey, you know, it looks great. Here's an idea. And he was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. How did I miss this? Thank you so much. And again, I didn't do it with any expectations, but being nice and helping people will pay off down the road for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that's the thing for me that's that's happened so often is – uh, you know, I would not nearly be as effective or efficient or even doing this show if it weren't for the fact that I intentionally have interacted with people. In fact, one of the reasons I decided to do the show was because I wanted to talk to people like you right. and be able to say like, hey, and that, and to be honest, then as we're talking, to be able to have the record button going and have other people learn from it too, but also for me to have a an audio record to go back to. You, do you, I mean, people probably do not understand how many times I personally have gone back and listened to my own podcast. Oh, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I wrote about podcasting in my book, New Business Networking, because, yeah, podcasting is such a great way to meet people, to promote them and what they're up to, but also learn from them too. I mean, it's such a good thing. And you're way more likely to, you know, if you reach out to an author or someone you want to talk to, you're way more likely to say to hear back from them if you reach out to them and say, I'd like to interview you for my program as opposed to, you know, hey, I just want to talk to you on the phone. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> right? exactly. Exactly. I mean, because like, people, everybody's looking for what's in it for them. I mean, that, and that's fine. And You're when it comes way to, more likely. It comes to podcasting, it's kind of assumed, okay, there's a mutually beneficial relationship here where, you know, I come on your show, or you come on my show and people hear you and yeah. like you more and maybe buy your thing. Not that every podcast has to be that set up, to be honest. It, it kind of drives me nuts sometimes when even I have to do that sometimes where we look, you know, hey, come on my show and you can talk yeah. about your new thing so that I can talk to you about other things I want to talk to you about. It's the talk show mentality for that. Right. Matter. Absolutely. And but I think we love it. I th- 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, totally. Um, what I've started doing now is, you know, because the typical podcast, and I know, I, I imagine a lot of your listeners are probably fellow podcasters too. One thing that I've started doing with my personal blog more so, what I found was that I was receiving too much information and not doing enough with it. And so what I've started doing is kind of writing my own blog posts that sort of summarize the podcast I just listened to. Um, right. And so not nothing to do with the podcaster, the program host, or the guest, I mean, aside from giving them some love, link love, and maybe embedding the MP3 so that people can listen to it right from the blog post or whatever. But it's really just a matter of taking the time to write down the notes, that the things, the takeaways that you took away from listening to a, a podcast or reading a book or whatever, and then transcribing that in a blog post on your own blog, because it helps promote the podcast, the podcaster, it helps promote the guest on that show. And then it keeps, because you're writing it, it helps you remember and retain that information. Because what I find is I listen to podcasts so much and read so much that it kind of goes in one ear out the other a lot of the time, especially if you're listening to something while you're driving, which is often the case with podcasts. Totally here but, the, too. The, but the downside is that what I do is like, if I get to a light or something, like when I'm stopped, I'll take a screenshot of the podcast player, the app that I'm using. So I get a timestamp and then I'll go back to that timestamp later to revisit that point That's rather cool than transcribing idea. it. Yeah. It I helps a lot. Yeah. I mean, I just find doing that. Like I mentioned Mark Marin, his WTF podcast, which I like. And I was listening to one of his episodes and I'm trying to find, I can't remember the name of the guest. It'll come to me. The guest was a, um, a writer, was the, the head writer for the Conan O'Brien show. Okay. And, and it was just such an interesting, and I, I have a big passion and interest in comedy and comedy writing and things. So I, um, I wrote a blog post kind of summarizing the, some of the lessons that he shared. And then I, I shared it with him on Twitter and he, he chatted me on Facebook. Oh, no, he saw it on Facebook. And then so he chatted me on Facebook and we had this like, correspondence. And I was like, holy crap, this is so cool. I'm yeah. talking to this guy who's a head writer for Conan O'Brien. This right. is amazing. And he's a super nice guy. The story that resonated with me was he was talking about how he writes all the time. He's a writer. That's what he does. And how he had to write in the bathroom at night in a hotel room when his family were asleep, like his kids and his wife were asleep in the hotel room. Because, you know, you, if you're in a hotel on a road trip with your family, you can't turn on the light in the middle of the night because you're all sharing the same room. So he would go into the bathroom, sit on the toilet and write. And he used to do that uh, with an annoying uh, uh, roommate in, in college or something, too. So, uh, <laughs> But anyway, so I wrote a blog post about that. And yeah, and he reached out. And it was interesting because... That was a great way to network with someone. Yeah, I love comedy too, and I, and I, that's one of the. I mean, one of my favorites is to listen to shows where it's somebody who's creating something and doing something interesting. Yeah, and to see how they do that thing, and that's kind of where the start of this show came from. To be honest, was mm. that kind of vein, but trying to see how people do, you know, self management and do their thing and and write their stuff and create their stuff or or whatever, manage and create their spaces. In in other words. Right, exactly. So, Dave, we're, we're kind of wrapping up here near the end of our time here. I want to push everybody towards where you are and what you're doing. I know that you were heavy into LinkedIn, but that's kind of – you've kind of backed away from that, at least as the focus of future forth. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, so when I launched my own business, what I did was I went out and I started – I mean, I've worked in digital marketing since it was a thing and <laughs> and ran a consultancy where I was doing social media marketing for the most part. 
I started Future Forth because two things happened. Well, three things. One, I noticed a big trend on companies seeking advice on LinkedIn. Um, so I, I noticed that. I was impressed with LinkedIn making a lot of changes, um, most for the better, uh, not all for the better, and some recently definitely not for the better messaging. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> and then LinkedIn came to Nashville and they hired me as their keynote speaker for their conference, which was a good sign to me that LinkedIn, I had a nice recommendation from LinkedIn on my profile and things. And then I also worked with a company that I was advising called Refresh, which was a wonderful app and a really cool service. And they got acquired by LinkedIn. So all these things were like pointing towards LinkedIn. So I, I launched Future Forth, focusing on providing corporate training on LinkedIn. And I didn't get enough customers that were really interested in it. But the ones that I were talking to most were saying, this sounds good, but we really want to know, is our work paying off on Facebook? Is Twitter working? Do you know, we, we have a blog, but we're not blogging on it because we, we don't have any ideas. We have an email newsletter or we plan on having one, blah, blah, blah. All these things that I already do and I have years of experience doing. So I kind of reskinned and pivoted Future Forth to uh, all-encompassing digital marketing consultancy. So what I do is I work with small to medium-sized businesses. I audit what they're doing currently, provide them with a comprehensive recommendations package, usually 30 to 50 pages of, of recommendations and, and insights into what they've been doing, basically a report and ideas. And then I c- uh, consult them monthly on a call to uh, help them execute that information, those ideas. So I don't do the execution myself most of the time. There's some stuff I may help with, but for the most part, I let the client do that because I'd rather teach them how to fish. And so that's a typical engagement with me. Awesome. I think that, you know, hey, if anybody has, a, has that need out there, they should check out what you're doing over there. How can they find you online in these various forms? And then I'll send everybody to the show notes as well. Uh, yeah. So most of the stuff we were talking about today, the killer calendar, we didn't talk about my to-do list that I do, a daily goals worksheet, um, but that's also available at davedelaney.me. And I do a lot of personal blogging on entrepreneurship and just my own journey and things, lessons I've learned along the way. And they're all, all at davedelaney.me. Uh, the business is Futureforth, futureforth.com. Um, and if you want to know more, uh, reach out to me there or on Twitter at Dave Delaney. Awesome. Dave, it has been awesome talking to you again online can't wait till we get to see each other in person again yeah yeah let's hope it's soon for sure i'd love to see you well i hope you enjoyed listening in on that conversation between dave and myself i know that i always again love talking with dave and seeing him in person make sure to go check out the show notes for this episode at beyond the to-do list.com slash 129 you can find links to the things that Dave and I talked about there, and make sure to take advantage of Nosby and their offer to give you a free 30-day Nosby Pro trial. Again, it's like getting two accounts in one, and with those two accounts, you can have account ability to get your work done. You can work with someone on Nosby. To make sure to take advantage of that offer, head on over to nozbe.com slash t-o-d-o again that's nozbe.com slash t-o-d-o if you've been on the fence about this you have questions about nosby feel free to hit me up but again grab that deal so you can hit me up and ask me for my templates for my morning rituals etc 
Thanks again for listening to this episode. I hope you got a lot out of it, and I will see you next episode. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.